Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it to episode 155. Michael, how was your how was your dengue fever? You were you were you were you were stricken stricken ill with the vapors uh, <laughs> last week, and I, I I valiantly steered the show solo to the bottom of the ocean. But now you're back. <laughs> it was nothing feel? nothing short of a Christmas miracle. <laughs> It's everything I've ever wanted at this time of year. You know, like when work slows down mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you can try to relax, eh, you just get sick. You just get sick, yeah. Because yeah. when, you, when you relax, that's when you let your defenses down and the germs. Every time, every time I pictured myself getting sick, and I might have gotten this from The Simpsons, I always pictured it like my internal, like, military had, like, an off day <laughs> and, like, the unruly Visigoths sacked sacked Rome or the or, or, or yeah that must be what it's the Huns sacked Rome and like sad the sacking of Rome was analogous to the to my immune system failings so every time when I was a kid now I have no imagination because the world is beating my imagination out of me but when I was a kid and when I was sick every time that's what I, I would always picture I always pictured just like hordes of just nomadic people just overrunning fences and like smashing pottery and like I'm like oh I'm so fucking sick the Huns have made it I feel I like know, I've I, had I've had fever <laughs> dreams like that for sure. <laughs> Made a good point. Maybe I was just having fever dreams. <laughs> that might have been. That might not have been my 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 proper imagination. It might have been my vi, my viral imagination. The worst thing by far was feeling like I was getting sick on Friday, <clears throat> that's, and then that and then realizing that my entire weekend was just dedicated to being sick. And then I started work on Monday. Did you get that throat tickle? That like in the back of your yep. throat. Yeah, on Friday, like on what was it? That was like Thursday evening, actually. And then I went into work Friday, feeling okay. And then like three p.m., I was like, I'm gonna die. Like oh. the gonna second I feel here. the second I feel that throat tickle, I always have, I always have the fifty fifty discussion in my head. Half of me is like, all right, let's just power through this. We'll be okay. The other half of me is like, you can just slip my throat, and I'll just die feeling good. <laughs> Instead of living and feeling really bad, yeah, for however many days, you know. I'm glad you're better though. I'm glad I'm yeah. not alone. Thanks, thanks for keeping things tight last week and uh, steering the ship. I think I steered the ship in the same way Mr. Bean drove his car when he had all the furniture on top of it. I don't know if you remember that show <laughs> or if you saw that scene. He had like brooms attached to the gas pedal and like robes. He's just driving like that's probably. I got to where he needed to go, but it might not have been the most graceful, uh, <laughs> graceful execution. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bean. Uh, oh, an act this. this is going to be a lot of fun, actually. Episode 155 of the Two Book Watch Snobs podcast. Obviously, we're approaching the end of the year. At the time of you guys hearing this episode, it will be the holiday week. You're either going to be celebrating Hanukkah like me, or you'll be doing you know, Christmas like a lot of other people, or whatever other holidays are going on in this time of year. Actually, yeah, Hanukkah starts... Tonight, I think Hanukkah's tonight, on Sunday. We're recording this on Sunday, the twenty-second. So I am very prepared for my house to smell like fried potatoes and be full of music. Because that's what happens. God damn a cat every first night of Hanukkah. Um, Sounds nice. But we, but we hope it's actually it's, it's quite nice. We hope everyone has a great holiday week this week, and in the spirit of the season of blind commerce and 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 unregulated consumption, we're going to talk a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> about uh, the TBWS um, last minute holiday gift guide. Um, so the TBWS contributors, all like the, the the whole crew, the incredible folks that we work with over here at Two Work Watch, they came together and like, hey, let's put together a last minute gift guide of like some watch stuff, some not watch stuff. I think I talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, I think I mentioned one of the items that I picked on there, but Michael and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the cool stuff that's on there. We're also going to add our own picks into the mix for uh, last last minute holiday gift picks or appropriate things to use, you know, a gift card for if you get a gift card for the holidays. Yeah. Um, in addition <clears throat> to that, though, there's been some monumental uh, urology news over the past this past few weeks, some so some some really heavy uh, last minute last you know end of the year uh, urology news. So episode one fifty five, two people watching this podcast, TBWS last minute gift guide and last minute urology news. I'll think of something better as we go on. <laughs> Obviously, uh, but here let's do this. Let's honor tradition. Let us let's all gather gather around. I'm trying to think. Give us what is it? Give us your tired. Tired, hungry masses. What the fuck is it? That mm. spray painted on the side of the Statue of Liberty's face, like Mike Tyson. What is it? I forgot. Listen, <laughs> everything Tyson. I just said was both wrong and incredibly unpatriotic. But you guys <laughs> trying to, you guys understand? <laughs> you guys understand what I'm trying to say? Gather ye round. Let's do um, uh, 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 two book wash knobs wrist check. The second to last two book wash knobs wrist check. Right. Of 2019. The, of the decade. Of the fucking. Decade. It's all downhill from here, guys. All right. Um, this is gonna be really, really cool. I obviously, if you are, if you're on the TBWS feed, you probably know what I'm wearing right now. Um, but I'm wearing something very, very cool. I also have been talking way too much. Do you want to go first on the on the audio wrist check, um, and then I can and then I can do mine. Yeah. So th- this it. is kind of like I realized something maybe like mm-hmm. last week. Um, I wear like four watches these days. Okay. Um, like total. Um, over the years, <clears throat> I've accumulated a lot of Seiko, a lot of micros, a lot of, uh, yeah, you know, stuff that people have sent us and like not asked for. Um, so it's kind of funny to, to witness like several cases filled with watches <laughs> that I don't remember. Um, and then just like noticing that you're you're really cycling through four or five watches. So yeah, um, I I kind of feel bad when I do the wrist checks because I, I maybe they were like a little more exciting back in like episode fifty through like episode sixty something. <laughs> but uh, recently, I've just been wearing like a very small group of watches, and this is one of them. It's the CWC uh, Royal Navy Diver nineteen eighty three yeah. reissue. Very um, cool by far the best like quartz diver that you can just grab and go put on a nato and just forget about like i'll I'll wear this for a week at a time and just not notice it and that's that's really what a watch is supposed to be Mm. um you know and it kind Mm -hmm. of it's it's a really good partner to your uh your citizen eco drive pro master diver that you gave me right Um, which which is also one of those watches that that i've that i've been wearing but this one just has that look and feel that that military vibe that i just like chased for so long um and and something that i think cwc is making a bigger splash these days um and something that people criticize for this one is the price 
Um, when you do the conversion, what's, what's the price point on that one? <clears throat> I think it's like nine nine hundred something or maybe eight hundred something okay. uh, pounds. But like when you do the conversion, it does creep over a thousand. Yes. Um. So it's like oh, like you, it's a thousand plus for a quartz. Oh, I see. People are hung up on that. Um, but really, like, there's so much more that I that I purchased. Uh, it's like to me, it's not just a quartz diver. It's it's something that's part of the lineage of a watch family that I've always been interested in. I spent I spent way more than the price of this watch, like chasing homages and copies and micros yep. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so that, that's, that's the way I, I, I look at it. And, um, you know, I have it on this, this blue shark, uh, bond NATO. I've, I had it on the, like the Phoenix NATO strap, I remember. um, which is like, I guess the, the right way to wear it. But, um, I don't know. I've just, I, I've, I've been loving these blue shark, uh, NATO straps for so long. It's, it's like a really good pairing with, with this dive watch. It's pretty um, wild. What's it got? It's got like a fully loom bezel, the big like sword hands. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. It's just a quartz dive watch, and I, I love it. And sometimes I forget that I'm wearing it. <laughs> it's really funny because like I had that same experience where it's like you get a watch, especially when we first started, and like um, when we first started to, like doing TBWS, and like people would send us like watches or whatever and and you're i think you're enraptured so much in the quote-unquote honeymoon phase of, of like a new watch you're like this is the best this mm -hmm. is the best way to do xyz i love this i'm gonna pass this watch down to my kid and then like four months later you're like you're like resting drinks on it. you're like yeah yeah it's over there you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my new beer koozie i use it as a beer koozie uh just because you know it's uh, it's there so I rest my beers on it or in it, or you know what I mean. So I, I do understand that, and they're they're eventually through the noise and the haze, there will emerge your A team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And watches you do <clears throat> wear more often than other ones, and if you ever experience that, that is the perfect opportunity. If you're a listener and you experience that, that's the perfect opportunity to recognize a moment to maybe purge the collection and be a bit more of a mindful collector if you don't wear something get it out of here that's that's kind you of know? something something i'm thinking about man after <clears throat> maybe maybe it's a good maybe it's a good topic for mm. the next episode when we go through like our, our watch collecting goals for 2020 yep um but that's something i'm seriously considering because i i do have like one pretty significant goal for 2020 that, that we can talk about uh, episode 156 but um but yeah it, it it's it's watches like this uh, a quartz diver that really make you realize what you're what you're super into um the only bad thing about the cwc is um it makes me want to buy like all of the other ones that they make like they mm -hmm. make one that's like a full black case which is um like a 1987 reissue Oh, cool! Damn, that thing looks cool. But it's the same price as this one, and I don't know if I can justify like basically buying the same watch twice. You could have you could have a you could have a day mode and a night mode. Right? Day mode and a night mode. <laughs> Bruce Wayne does it. You could have a day mode and a night mode. Why the fuck not, dude? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But that's 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 it for me. Just a, a really cool. Uh, if you're into the mill sub look or um, 
if you're into like uh like even some of the, like the old tutors that the the french the french navy used to use um like check out cwc it's it's all kind of like that same vibe mm. and a really good compliment to your collection if you like to collect stuff like marathon or ben Rus, um you know just a fantastic uh like go anywhere <sighs> do anything quartz watch gala 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 sorry <laughs> super cool man is, is it my turn it's your turn this is an historic moment my tbws family you are witnessing history i have finally purchased a new watch in 2019 however i think much the disappointment of probably a good chunk of you it is not um i didn't buy that omega uh, bond seamaster professional the old quartz one the 2541 i was mm -hmm. um uh Fuck, I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm so uncouth these days. I was trying to make an opera Carmen joke where my lusts were pointed elsewhere, and I just fucked it up in my head because I'm stupid. So either way, here, I told you the elements of my joke. You guys make the joke in your head. Huh. My eye was drawn... <laughs> my eye... I don't know if anyone else is familiar with the, with, with the opera Carmen, if I was just me, or the book, if you read the book as well. Um, my eye was drawn away from the Omega Seamaster. That watch is still definitely on my mind, but this thing that I purchased, it's very much in line with, I think the impetus for what you choose to add to your collection is really important. Some of the most important pieces in my collection are things that I fell in love with because of what they were, because of what the actual watch itself was, and it took me a long time to try and figure out what it was about the watch that I loved. That is not the same driving factors behind why I fell in love with the Omega Seamaster Professional. I fell in love with that watch because I saw it in GoldenEye as a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And every time I think of that watch, I don't think of the watch. I think of GoldenEye. I think of you know, James Bond cutting a laser escape out of that out of that Soviet train. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you just have you have to these days. Everyone's just like, God, thanks for the spoiler alert. It's like, fuck you, man. All right. Life is too decades. short. <laughs> what did you say? It's been out for three decades. <laughs> yeah, it was a long fucking time ago, you know? But, um, and so I think in my mind, it's always, that, that C-Match Professional has always been odd in that sense. I still do want it, but um, in true fashion, I, I learned about a watch. I mentioned it last week, part of this Orient Star diver line. So in August, Orient Star put out new dive watches, which is pretty fucking huge because <clears> Orient Star... <throat> doesn't do divers. They haven't done divers in years. Mainly they stick to, you know, dressier watches or stuff like that. And they leave the divers to either the regular Orient line, so your Makos, your Rays, your whatever the fuck they have now, or um, they're not really utilized in a while, but other lines like Saturation Diver and the M-Force. So Orient Star Diver was a pretty interesting thing. So they released two models. They did like this diver version, which we have, like this regular diver version, which we have on the site. And then they did a version which had open heart, which is not on the site. Uh, I purchased one of the Orient Star open heart <coughs> divers. It has an exhibition case back. It has an open heart in the front. However, there was a conundrum. So it was a bit of a road, a bit of a journey for me to get this watch. One of those open heart Orient Star divers had... This really beautiful, uh, two-textured, sunburst, uh, deep teal dial. 
So you can think sort of along the same lines as my Orange Star GMT. That color blue, not the not, not the not the lines, that color blue, where it's very dynamic. It has uh, kind of almost like um like a cloudy sort of like like a uh, 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 dimension to it. Think of that blue dial, but in like a very deep teal, almost like um. Almost like a, like like a really like emerald ocean teal. If you've ever seen like like Caribbean or like Bohemian water, you know what I mean. That kind of that kind of look. Um, I was drawn to one of those dials. Black bezel, really really cool Arabic markers. Has the power reserve on there, which people are are like really weird about. Well, some folks like it's supposed to like it. However, the teal dial of that new release was only available on like a croc leather strap. Which is fucking dumb. Yeah. All right. I don't want my dive watch or my sport watch on like a croc leather deployant strap. Same that's here. like pu- that's like putting my pocket watch on like like a like a strap of like burlap. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> uh, you know, like it just doesn't make any sense. Or like putting my beautiful diamond ring in like and like and like uh you know a fitting. That I made from an aluminum can. It's like, ugh, like, you know, doesn't make any sense to me. So, I, originally I was going to buy that watch with the shitty leather strap, and then just buy one of, just buy the bracelet for one of the other versions, which would have been a shit ton of money. But then I discovered, when these watches came out in August, when these Orient Stars came out in August, um, there was a limited edition. Uh, released as well. I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the, of the discussion. This is all JDM. Nothing cool in Orient happens here in the United States. Yeah. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> There's no way to get around it. Uh, I am not a giant Orient, Orient USA fan. Mm. I'm just not. I've not had the best experiences in talking with them sometimes, honestly, to be super candid. And I just don't think the type of models that we get here, which is, I mean, I'm fairly certain it's controlled by Orient USA. We just, we don't get cool shit here. I don't know why. Um... So this is all JDM. Uh, when these Orient Star dives were released in Japan, there was also a limited edition run of my teal dial with the bracelet. And I'm like, fuck, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one I gotta get. Obviously, it was it was sold out. And so I'm like, fuck, what am I gonna do? And so I was looking around. I found some places selling them, but they were way too expensive, like fucking like 1200 bucks. And it's like, dude, no. No oh, way. Yeah. That's fucking way too much money. <clears throat> and then uh, I remember, I think I remember a conversation that you and I had had about a different watch. Um, but you had mentioned like, oh, you know, you can probably use for this different watch. Like, oh, you can probably use Seiya Japan as like a watch broker. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Could I, does Seiya Japan, does he, eat, does, does Seiya Kobayashi even sell fucking Orient? He does. Apparently he does. But these aren't listed on his site. I think he mainly focuses on Seikos, obviously. Big, big Seiko guy, yeah. Big Seiko guy. I hear he's into the Seiko watches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. If Seiko, if if, if Seiko Japan is listed or is registered as an Orient Prestige store, which he might possibly be, he might be able to get me this watch. And so I emailed him I'm like, hey. Um, I, I didn't tell him I was from Two Book Watch Stop. I just I just said, hey, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm trying to find this watch. It's not on your site. 
do you think you'd be able to source it for me brand new? This is when I was like a watch diva. I had a watch diva moment. I'm like, I don't want this thing used. <laughs> I want this thing brand new. I don't, I, 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 it's illogical. Sometimes love is not logical. You know what I mean? But like, I want this thing. I want this thing brand new. And, um, and he wrote me back and he, he wrote me back, but there was a bit of miscommunication because I think he thought I meant the non-limited edition model. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, I'm, I'm like, no, no. It's this model, it's this reference number, he had a picture of it, and then like, I didn't hear back for like uh, a day or two, and I'm like, ah, he just fucking, he just <laughs> wrote me off. He just wrote me off, which is fine, like, it, he probably can't get it, he's probably super busy, it's the holidays, and then he wrote me back, and he's like, he's like, oh, uh, nope, yep, I can totally get that, here's the, here's the quote for it, if you, and it, it'll be brand new, if you mm -hmm. want to do it, let me know, and I'll send you the invoice, and the price that he quoted me was fucking exponentially better than anything else I had seen online. And so that's, my first kind of, that's kind of a thing with him. I just, I don't yeah. understand how that's possible. That's, that's just something he does. Is he the David SW of Japan? <laughs> I, he, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I think he's the David SW of Japan yeah. with like Seiko and Orient and he carries some citizens on his site, but I don't know. I don't know how focused he is on those, but, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, let's fucking, let's fucking do this. So I got, this watch, uh, I got it for 930 USD. Nice. Which for me is killer. Yeah. Including shipping and all that shit. And shipping was super fucking fast. Is that more or less than your GMT? <clears throat> That's what's funny. It's less than my GMT. Okay. I was I was prepared for this watch to officially be my quote unquote most expensive watch, but that title still proudly belongs to my Orient Star. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was wondering. I was like, GMT. Oh, did, did it beat out the GMT? Okay, cool. It has not. It has not. So I got the watch. It's fucking incredible. I love this watch, but it represents an interesting turning point in Orient Stars. I guess history. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it now because it's a short show. But basically, this latest release of Orange Star Divers, it's the... I'm showing it to you like I can, like you're in front of me, Michael. I just took off my watch and I'm showing you my case look, back. Look, at look it. Michael. Look with your <laughs> fucking eyeballs. <laughs> look at my... Look at my watch. I totally um, understand. <laughs> you just smile and nod. Yes. Mm, yes, I see. Uh, this is the first series of Orients that I'm familiar with that does not feature Orient Watch Co. on the back. Case back, engraved. Do you know what it says on the back? Oh, you said it says Epson, right? It says Epson. Yeah. It says a little place called Aspen. It says... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I said that like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber for some reason. <laughs> The, the wine, the river's full of wine. The women flocked to stand on Capistrano <laughs> on top of a little place called Aspen. Sorry, it's called Aspen. Epson. God damn it. It says Ep Epson salts. It says Epson, um, which raises a really interesting uh, issue that I think there's a huge amount of confusion by. People think Seiko watches owns Orient yeah. because Orient is owned by Seiko Epson. And it's the idea that Seiko watches and Seiko Epson are the same. They are not the same. The history is actually super interesting. Um, Seiko Epson and Seiko Instruments and Seiko Holding Group, which is three different companies which all make up the Seiko Group, they are all related because they have sort of like a, a... They all started from the same event. 
um, you know, uh, the Hattori family starting to make jewelry and watches in the 18 or early 1900s. So they all have that sort of same sort of beginning. But in this day, but right now, as we are, they're all totally different. Actually, Seiko Holding Group and Seiko Instruments are now the same because Seiko Holding Group purchased Seiko Instruments. So those two are the same. But Seiko Epson is still totally different from uh, Seiko Holdings and Seiko Instruments. However, Seiko Epson actually has a watch-making history because Seiko Epson uh, started as a company that originally made parts for Seiko. They were, um, you know Daini and Sua? Yeah. <clears throat> they yeah. started from a company uh, based um, from Sua. Sua, uh, Sua Seiko, uh, Seikosha, I think. Oh, cool. So that's where Seiko Epson came from. They started as a company to make parts for uh, Seiko watches. Mm. So, and I was taught. I have I have a Seiko rep in Europe who I trust way fucking more than anyone over here. Sorry guys. Mm. Um, and they were saying like, oh yeah, you know, Epson has a great watchmaking history. You know, um, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this, and it's just like as she's going through the things, I'm like, these are all Seiko things. And like, like, oh, it's like, oh, we were, we, you know, we helped make the first quartz watch. We did this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, these are all Seiko things. But like, in their minds, uh, it's part of their watchmaking history. It's not like a Seiko thing, even though it kind of is. But basically, they don't operate the same. Seiko watches today is not involved in what Epson's doing. I think Epson is going to lean a lot more heavily into horology through Orient watches. Mm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Because why the fuck are they putting it on the back of the watch, dude? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's you a know? cool cool little Easter egg, actually, I think. Um, yeah. And Epson fully purchased Orient watches in 2012. Orient watches was doing its own fucking thing for 70 years. And then a small part of it was part, which was purchased by Seiko Epson in 2009, and then it was fully purchased in 2012. Hmm. Uh, so, and I think that at, at that point, people were like, oh, Seiko bought Orient. No, they didn't, guys. Shut up, man. <laughs> All right. God, I get so angry. You ever get angry? I, I do, yeah. I get angry a lot. These days? I'm yeah. I'm too old to be getting angry. Because when I was younger and I got angry, yeah, I had I, I, I was full of piss and vinegar. And I could, you know, I could physically be angry. Now I'm just fucking exhausted, man. <laughs> you know? Oh, but, um, but, yeah, this Orient Star, it's really fucking cool. It has one of the new generations of Orient movements in here. It has the FR, oh, no, F6R42. That's what it is. Um, in-house movement, super, super cool. Uh, the construction is pretty outstanding. I love the bracelet on here. It's all matte. This whole fucking thing is matte, except the only part that's not matte is uh, the inside part of the case that's covered by the solid end links. You can't see it anyway. I can only see it because I was fucking with this thing, so like I, I saw it in there. But the whole thing is matte, but the bracelet has such a dynamic range of flat surfaces and mm -hmm. angles that when light hits it, it rolls really fucking beautifully. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me see what else. The dial colors. And I know I'm talking about this watch way too fucking much. The dial color is really, really fucking beautiful. The dial colors were attracted me to it initially, and it's super cliche, but photos don't do it justice. Photos don't do it justice. I'm going to try and get a good photo today uh, to throw up on the feed of this thing, but uh, I think you guys, you guys are going to dig this watch. Um... I'm sorry if you were upset I didn't get 
the Bond Seamaster? Sestla VA. I was making that joke really earlier. But I mean, you know, in time. What else? Screw down crown. I was going to tell you something, Michael. This watch marks another historic first for me. Do you know what that is? What's that? This is my first 60 click bezel. Isn't it nice? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it, it makes why it, it makes a little more sense if you ask me. Why aren't all my bezels 60 clicks? It's a very I'm gonna try to let me try to give you some orological ASMR. Can you hear this? That's that's how that's how my CWC is. It's like a chunky spaghetti bolognese click. It's like a meaty I have no other like non-culinary way for some reason apparently <laughs> of describing that. <laughs> Spaghetti it. bolognese. Got it's it. um it's a very meaty click. It's very firm. Uh-huh. It's really fucking cool. It, it's it's when I've turned it, I didn't realize it was 60 bezel when I bought it. And as I turned it, I thought it was broken. I'm like, oh man, I'm missing clicks. But then like I counted them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you counted the whole way through? I counted the whole way through like a psychopath. Uh, I went full Rain Man. You know, 60 clicks, 60 clicks, 60 clicks. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, it's got fucking like, 60 is, This is This is the dark side of the hobby, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just on the floor of my kitchen counting this, fucking jelly beans I dropped last week. 75, this is This is when your wife starts to wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get a call from your father-in-law. This is fun. <laughs> Uh, Becky called me and said you're counting jelly beans again. Oh no, 76, 76, losing count, losing count. <laughs> I just stopped making Rain Man jokes. But uh, <laughs> what, was I, what was I talking about? But yeah, this watch is fantastic. Look forward to a lot of cool pictures. Uh, matte bezel. The bezel is black. Black bezel on a stainless steel case is something that um, other Orient model, Orient divers have done. You see them in the M Force, uh, the old M Force divers a lot. Um, so seeing it here is pretty cool. The headline is, I'm fucking super happy I bought this thing. I was so worried, man. So I, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like an interesting shift and may, maybe this isn't like technically the, the wrist check anymore, but you're, you're like undeniably a Soviet watch guy, but I'm, I'm almost kind of seeing you turn into an Orient star guy, like one of the Orient star guys. I would love to collect more Orient stars. Just because A, I love them, and B, we just need to hear more about them over here on the west side of the globe, man. Yeah. That's you know what true. I mean? Because you have, like, you have, you don't have a Mako, you don't have uh, a Ray nope. or, like, any nope. of, I guess, the garden variety models, but, like, you have some, yeah. you have three, I think currently, like, yeah, three, like, three JDM three, Orients. JDM Orients. I got the Orange. I got the Orange Star GMT WZ 71 DJ. I have this Orient Star. Uh, this new one that I got it is the Orient Star. I, didn't, I'm, I apologize for not reading the reference earlier. It is the Orient Star RK AT zero one zero six E. I don't know what the I, I don't I don't know what the, what the nickname this thing. The other Orient I have is the um, Orient Christmas Chrono. All hail. I, st- I still do think the Orient Christmas Chrono might be like the jewel of my Orient collection. That that thing that thing's pretty hard to beat. I feel like. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's cool, so. man. I'm I'm glad you got that, and I'm I'm glad you took that risk and um yeah big risk <clears throat> like got the watch and realized that, that it totally worked for you. Yeah, but I, I also want to say if there is a JDM piece for Seiko Orient or even possibly Citizen. And you can't find it online somewhere, or you can find it online, but you want to buy it from someone you can trust. 
hit up Sega Japan. Yeah. I had I had a fucking inc- I was cuz I was skeptical. I had a fucking incredible experience with that guy, dude. Yeah. That's you know? that's like that's kind of his thing. Like really yeah, good man. customer service, really good prices. Um should I talk about the thing that happened with the with the um, that wholesale pricing thing or should I not mention that? Yeah, why not? Is that okay? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, so this is super weird. Basically, uh, what happened was I already paid for the watch. I purchased the watch. It was in transit to me, and then I got an email from from Say Japan, and um, and the, the 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 subject was just you know it just said refund. Like and I'm like oh fuck, like something went wrong, <laughs> and he's like he's like oh by the, the way I couldn't, I couldn't yeah the, the, the something horrible happened or like oh hey just you know I I I filled your watch box with bees. I'm just gonna refund you. You're like, like I, I, I figured I, I'm a worst case scenario kind of person. If you fucking can't tell, and I'm like, oh, there's a refund. There's a bad thing. So apparently, what happened was the wholesale price of my watch went down while my watch was in transit to me after I already fucking paid for it. And say Japan said, oh, the wholesale price of your watch has gone down. Uh, just so you know, I'm refunding you the difference. That's awesome. That's Who that's that's above that? and beyond. Yeah. Does Saya not like money? I like money. I, I mean, but like, I, I think, I don't know. I, I've i never experienced that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was like a Machiavellian business tactic to keep me coming back for more or if it was genuine altruistic business kindness. But regardless, I'm fucking coming back for more, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll happily be a Saya Japan customer again. You know? So that blew my mind. I've never, I've never... I've never had a, a retailer of any type do that. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. So, whew, yeah, let's, we can move on from the Orient. Sorry. I'm still, uh, yeah, this thing worked out. <laughs> this thing worked out really fucking well, man. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. And uh, no no sweat on the bond, uh, Seamaster. Like that's, th- those are always going to be there. I broke some hearts. I think I, I think we might have lost... I think, we, I think we might have lost some, oh, excuse me, listeners. Fuck you, Kaz. Fuck you, Kaz. You didn't buy the Seamaster. I'm going to listen to some other podcast. Well, have fun. Y'all be back. <laughs> they always come back. <laughs> as soon as the conversation is a half hour of, well, this evening, my, my wife and I, we went out and <laughs> we, uh, we decided to be a little adventurous. We had Pinot Noir. <laughs> we, had, we decided to do Pinot Noir and, uh, and a, nice stil- a nice Stilton. Which is a bit out of our comfort zone, but, um, you know. Oh, hold on. My wife is here. What's up? Uh, I have one here. Uh, cat might have escaped. I don't have any cats here. So you, uh, you got to look for the other one. Okay, good. Fine. What was I saying? We, we tried to get a little wild tonight, so we had the, we tried a Pinot Noir. Once you get tired of a half hour of that... You'll come crawling back to the two yep. watch snobs for some crass, garish dick talk. Or maybe we'll talk about a watch. It really depends how we feel. You know maybe. what I mean? <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> or, 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 or we can talk about Pedro Pascal. What do you think? Uh, such a good looking man. <laughs> Why would you put that in the helmet? Why would you do that? I mean, I get it for the story, but at least hire someone ugly so we're not missing anything. He's he's you apparently know? he's apparently not like not acting the whole time. So like he just does he can't show up to the set all the time. Right? So some of it is voice acting for him and some of oh. it's yeah. 
There you go. How about that? <sighs> so what should we talk about now? Should we should we get into some news or should we like dive into this uh, gift guide? Let's let's do some news. Yeah. Let's, let me let's reverse the order. Let's do some news. I've kind of I've been like, sorry, I've just been like throwing up articles on the site that like, I feel are kind of fun. No, that's perfect. That is perfect. So the thing you put up just recently, who opened a store in Japan? Uh, Zin. Zin. Yeah. So How about that? We, Weird. We, we got we got an email from from Zin uh, maybe a couple days back saying like, hey, we're we're opening up, um, you know, we're opening up a, a Tokyo a, boutique. Boutique. Yeah. They they call wow. it they call it the Zin Depot. I don't think they use the word boutique. Um, the, those those were my liberties. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if Zin Depot is the best thing to say. Yeah. yeah. But th- this is kind of I, I I thought this was cool to put up on the site because um, you know and, and and maybe some of the audience members know more than I do because they travel there. But to me, I think uh, Tokyo and Japan in general um, are becoming like really central to <clears throat> not just watch enthusiasm, but like collecting. Uh, like vintage watches, hmm. um, stuff that you can't get here in the states, obviously. Uh, and and to me, it was just really cool to see a brand like Zin select Tokyo as the location for their latest like boutique. They have one in Frankfurt, which I wrote about here in this article. Um, but this this was kind of like out of left field, and I really yeah. I really really hope it does well. I hope it does well too. It's so there's a couple of things that pop into my head. The main impetus to do this, it must be because they were selling to people in Japan, maybe. Maybe maybe people in Japan were buying Zen yeah. a shit ton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 something that kind of... Because my first thought was, like, is the market huge for Zins in, 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 in Japan? I don't, I don't know, but I hope it does. I hope it does well. I'm really excited. This actually reminded me... Um, well, maybe this type of wash design or the type of designs that Zen does will speak to urology enthusiasts and watch collectors there because didn't um didn't Hamilton do this? Didn't Hamilton open a store? It, so- it sounds like Hamilton. Yeah. Right? Sounds like Hamilton. Let's see. Yeah, because they had that khaki that was only through the Japan store for a while. Oh. Let's see. Like, that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think it's kind of like one of one of those cool things to do, like open up a Tokyo boutique for your brand. yeah. Zen, oh, where'd it go? Zen Depot, yeah. Zen Depot shop located in Kondori, Shibuya, Tokyo. Cool. Yeah, I kind of pointed out that it's kind of it, it'll just um, we'll add it to the list of places to visit when we. When we make it out there. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That'll be crazy. <laughs> That'll be super cool. When are we going to open up a Tokyo boutique? I don't know if we can open up a, a boutique of anything. Yeah, we, um, we can sell like we can sell like pencil boxes. Remember, remember pencil boxes? <laughs> pencil boxes. You don't touch my pencil stuff. boxes. <laughs> don't, 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 don't touch my fucking Rescue Rangers pencil box, nerds. All right. Oh, boy. Yeah, th- this, this, is, this is one thing that made it on the... Um, on the site recently uh the other thing i guess um 
continuing this theme, we, we got some more information about the, the new Seiko Alpinus that's coming out. Yeah, I talked a bit about this last week, but I want to talk uh, when I was alone. But I want to talk to you. I want to talk about it with, all with, alone, all alone, all by myself. What do you th- What do you think about these? Uh, okay. How can I succinctly explain my feelings? Yes, I got it. Okay, I think they look cool. I don't like them, and they're too expensive. Same. Is that is that? <laughs> That's about summer. So, this is let, too fucking expensive, let's, dude. Let's do this. Um, let's brew this thing. So if I go to Amazon right now, can we somehow convince John of our brew watches to make "Let's brew this thing" his motto? Can we somehow oh, like? Can, can if you're listening, John, if John, you're listening, John. That that one's for free. Let's brew this thing. <laughs> if you ever do like a, if you do, uh, make that, <laughs> that, one's, like, that one's for free. That next one's time, free. next time it's a bucket of money. We'll we'll we'll, we'll invoice you. <laughs> Let's brew this. Thing. We'll invoice him one bucket of money. One. Bu- <laughs> <laughs> this is not even like a like a legal tender. It's just the the the, zero, the the money amount and the invoice is zero zero zero, but in the notes it just says bucket of money and buckets misspelled. There's no C. There's no C. Or it's just a photo. It's just like a crayon drawing that we did of a bucket with money in it. And we just like just copy and pasted that into the notes. Oh my God. John That's... gets it. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Who sent this to me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Of money. So the new, the new Alpinist in green. What did I say? It's these retail between 725 to 750. Too and much. <clears throat> what you get here. Is the new six R three five fine? Yes. Uh, you get a sapphire. I think the old one had sapphire too, though. Uh, yep, the old one had sapphire, so that's yep. not really new. Um, I broke Cyclops. down all the all the only actual new things you're getting are the movement, the different um, strap and dial options, mm-hmm. and I guess the Cyclops. But does that justify paying four hundred dollars more than you would have paid before? Dude, this is actually pretty low. Um, this is lower than I've seen it in a while. Hmm. On Prime right now, you can get the old one, the Sarb 017, for 408. Yeah, man. I'll pay that for a fucking Alpinist. 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 You know what I mean? Dude, I'll that's 700 bucks. That's pretty. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. If they did these new um, Seiko like Prospects Alpinist models, and it was like a hundred or two hundred more, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but almost twice as much. Yeah, nah, dude. I think I will just say I think the model that people are most interested in because um, I see the the photos that people interact with on our site like for these watches, people. The photo people have clicked on the most is this white dial one on black leather. White dial on black, let me see. Which is as different from the original green alpinist as possible. So maybe yeah. people, maybe the idea is people who will buy this um, Seiko alpinist are people who really wanted to like the original one on on brown dog leather and green the green dial, but they couldn't get past like the gold and the green and the dog leather and like, oh, you know, they'll... They'll go for this one. So maybe that's who's buying it. People who liked some of the design ideas but didn't like the colors, maybe? I, I, I think I wrote about this in, in the article, but I think the black dial is going to be pretty popular as well. Let me see the black one. 
That's the one. That's the one with no, I see it. no numerals, and uh, it comes on the bracelet. I think that's. Gonna be pretty, oh, pretty I see. That one it, looks. That one looks really good. It but, looks cool, but it's stripped of its alpine characteristics. Yeah, yeah. It's just a black dial watch now. The only thing, and I, I, I was texting you about this. I, I hope. Um, one thing I don't know if everyone has noticed this, but these now have the uh, SPB reference prefix mm -hmm. which is strictly like north america um and we saw the same thing happen to the cocktail time and then shortly after we got like forty-seven thousand cocktail times um yo dog <laughs> you like cocktail times <laughs> so uh, so you know i'm kind of hoping that this is like this happens to the alpinist as well um some people will be against it. Some people will be for it. But I, I, th I hope this opens up the doors for like new colors, new complications. Um, there's a GMT Alpinist that was a quartz perpetual calendar GMT movement. That I remember we talked about that. If they do, if they do like, um, they don't have a mechanical GMT. If they do like the kinetic quartz GMT movement in one of these, that could be interesting. They haven't slimmed down that movement enough. It's still pretty thick. They're still pretty thick, mm. but but yeah, dude, like that that those those are really tough to find. It was. Uh, I'm excited yeah. to see. Um, I'm I'm viewing this in the same way. Like, um, how, what's the word? There's some kind of word. It's not Schadenfreude. Um, uh, I'm very much looking forward to this as like the hedonistic decline of Nero. Like how how fucking far. <laughs> and weird are these Seiko Alpinist designs? I'm thinking like like purple and pink dial on like mesh. You know what I mean? Like how fucking how far removed are we going to get? I mean, it might it might happen. It might, it might happen. happen just because that's kind of what's happened with a lot of the cocktail times. Hold on, my cat's here. My love, come on. Another thing we're seeing with these is like, mm, get out of here. Kind of just establishing like seven hundred to eight hundred bucks. It's the new normal. As standard for prospects. Yeah. And now Seiko 5s are coming in at three, 400 Although, as we saw, you can find them cheaper. We, we saw them pretty cheap on Macy's, Macy's during the yeah. Black Friday stuff. You know, <laughs> under 200 Of all fucking places. Let's see. What else do we got here? That's like me buying Ram from McDonald's, I feel like. I have no idea why. You know what I mean? Did you say Ram? Ram, like, like for computers. Computer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, that's like finding a good price on Seiko. Is like I feel like Macy's is the last fucking place. Like, oh yeah, but I'll have a fucking uh, cheeseburger and some uh, chicken McNuggets and uh, two hundred gigs. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I got I to buy some fucking RAM. They got a good price on RAM McDonald's apparently. Oh man, I gotta stop doing that voice. That voice is gonna get me in trouble. No, keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> what else did I write about? Oh, that's so good, man. Let me see here. Do, do, do. Seiko Alpinist. Well, there's also stuff that happened that you didn't write about. What was that? The uh, bracelet and Castio. Oh, yeah. So who's... Okay. So I want to... Let's go over to... Uh, to our boys... Our boys over at Fratello. Fratello. Because they, they did a really good article for this. 
guys, you really have to fix your search. <laughs> Can I just tell people what happened? Just give them the headline? Yeah, yeah, definitely go for it. Casio <clears throat> will not be joining Basel 2020. They've joined the slew of Lin Litany, the death march out of Basel. Oh, no, that's a good thing, so it wouldn't be a death march. The life march out of Basel. Oh, I fucking know. Um, Seiko, obviously, just before them, announced, and now, uh, now Casio, which is... Which I guess might not be a big deal if you see Basel as like a prestigious, like super expensive watch thing, but like Casio releases a lot of shit from Basel. They 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 do account for a fair amount of a lot of like the cool new iterations they do on some of their watches, especially in like the yeah. G Shock line and all that stuff. So just in terms of content that's spreading the word of Basel, Ca- uh, Casio Casio leaving <laughs> is a big deal, you know. Cas- Casio. Casio is um, <laughs> a Japanese name. Casio, I think you is how you say it. I have no idea. You know what I mean? That's disappointing to see. At the same time, shortly after we got news that Watches and Wonders in Miami would be skipping a year, so they're not going to be doing it in 2020. They're going to be they're going to pick it back up in 2021. Interesting. Um, there's just a lot of weird stuff going on with the uh, just the usual cadence of watch shows. Mm. So we're getting the first <clears throat> combined SIHH Basel yep. next year <clears throat> um, with like a ton of brands leaving it. <laughs> um, we're getting that, that like gap year for watches and wonders. Um, we're seeing like an increase in brands doing their own sort of like shows or summits or whatever, like workshops, whatever, whatever they call it these days. Mm. Um I really, I really just don't know what to think. Um, I think it's a sign that a lot, that these watch shows, these watch shows, these big watch like like events, they're going to decrease in prevalence as a user facing thing, and soon they're just going to be uh, for for you know preferred retailers and people to look at physical models that they could then order in catalogs for their stores which isn't a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing because that's kind of like the seiko one right is that the, the seiko one that they're doing that's going to be more for retailers i think so i'm not sure actually what's it called grand it's specifically for only grand seiko apparently grand seiko summit summit I think it is yeah summit 2020 let's let's find out uh i haven't i haven't gotten to save the date have you I don't think we're going to get that save the date, Michael. <laughs> I mean, we can wait, but I don't think I don't think we're going to get that one. I think I think we're, I think we're going to get snubbed from Grand Seiko's <laughs> the Grand Seiko Summit. What do you do? I know. But yeah, Castillo leaving Basel is interesting. Interesting. It's just interesting to me also cuz okay, when is when is Basel Basel supposed to be soon? It's supposed to be in March. It was like it was March. It was March this year. Um, maybe they'll push it back a little bit. I, I, I have no clue. I'm not when is oh whoa? It's in June for 2020. Oh wow! So they they pushed it back considerably. Maybe that okay. So I now understand more Seiko's reasoning for leaving because Seiko said they it was a timing thing. It was a timing thing, and I interpret that as like oh I can't go out there. I have to wash my hair. You know what I mean. <laughs> but now Casio, because I think Casio said the same thing. I think Casio said it's a timing issue. So unless Casio is also washing their hair, and that's why they can't go out with me, um, apparently the timing really is a big deal. Because I I don't I don't 
in the few years that I've been following this, I don't remember Basel ever being in June. No, never. So, why the fuck would they do that? Is that true? Really? I just Googled it, dude. Wait, what the fuck? Now it says April. The show, Basel World. Okay, it's April 30th to May 5th. That's still pretty late. That's still pretty late. So it's not June. I don't know where I fucking got June from. Yeah, April 30th to May 5th. Wow. So that's like a month-ish later than normal. <clears throat> yeah. I guess timing still could be an issue. Let's see Let's see who else has to wash their hair. And SIHH S- used to be like January, I think. So. Yeah, maybe Basel didn't, pro- didn't prep this properly. <clears throat> Prep the time shift. You know what I mean. So yeah, for those for those that have been asking us, like, hey, are you guys gonna go to this? Are you ever gonna do this? I I, I really I I definitely don't see it now. No, I don't think I don't think TBWS would ever do Basel. I would rather take TBWS funds and put that into like a factory visit somewhere, you know, yeah, Japan or maybe um one of the cool manufacturers we talk about in like Germany or something like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. something super super cool uh, yeah. like that um, as opposed to us going to fucking Basel paying thousands thousands of bucks to be fucking miserable <laughs> you know um, <clears throat> did you talk about these new uh, bracelets at all nope so Malik uh, JB <clears throat> what is it JB champion so it, it's it's actually a company called Forstner so F-O-R-S-T-N-E-R uh, a couple, I think maybe like a month ago, I got a DM from Daniel at Fratello saying like, oh, I, I, I ordered this thing or like, we're, we're getting this in. And basically what it is, there's a company called Forstner that's reissuing the JB Champion bracelet for, oh. uh, it, it was it was really popular like on Speedmasters that astronauts wore. Essentially. Yeah, I see this thing now. Um and you can you can buy a JB Champion bracelet still, um, like on eBay, for example, these days. But they're kind of they're super expensive. First of all, like they they could be like between three hundred four hundred bucks. And some people have like broken them trying to put them on on their watches. They're they're really shitty, like quality wise. Kind of yeah, like it's at the same time I would be too after seventy years, so I shouldn't be mean. Right, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess so. I guess I'm sure so. I'll be falling apart after seven years as well. So, you know, right now, actually, you can buy the new Forstner Comfit JB Champion style bracelet, um, and I've seen folks like putting them on Speedmasters, obviously, but like dive watches, um, <clears throat> you can just sort of fit them on a range of like just like sport watches or or like anything really. Mm. Um, so that, that's just something that I noticed and I, I really didn't, I, I didn't think this would pick up too much steam, um, after, after, after Daniel shared it, but it, it seems like people are really enjoying it and the price, uh, let's see. It was 125. Yeah. That's 150 ish. That's, that's way better than gambling <clears throat> on, on an old one and so potentially breaking it. Here's my question to you. You as a Speedmaster owner, are you getting one of these? I don't think I am. Um, 
so for 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 a long time i really wasn't and this is just a personal preference thing for for a long time i wasn't satisfied with the bracelet that came on my speedmaster mm. but after like bitching to myself for so long and saying like oh i'm gonna change it to something i gotta find something i even went to omega and i was like can i get like a different bracelet and they're like yeah it's gonna be six hundred dollars <laughs> i just i've really come to bracelets just, are expensive man <laughs> yeah i've really just come to love the stock bracelet on my 3570 mm. um if i do anything to that watch again i might just put it on a nato and then swap back to a bracelet but um these I look really these these look really good and i kind of um i'm really happy to see people taking on like the bracelet challenge like i think we saw it first with uncle seiko and and um yeah him like trying to reissue like the z 199999 trying to reintroduce these historic designs um in 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 a sort of like higher quality and now we're seeing this happen again with a jb champion design so um hopefully it's a trend that we continue to see yeah if anyone's got one of these things let us know your thoughts hit us up you know, um, we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out on all, on there. I mean, if Forstner if Forstner wants to send me one for free, you know, to test out, you you no, Michael, we have to purge. We have to purge the clutter, not accumulate. You, you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Just flicking that angel off your shoulder, and like nah, the fuck, nah, fuck off, angel. Exactly. Piece of shit. Exactly. You don't have a watch, dumb angel. Too cool. Too too cool, man. Uh, let me see here. I think in terms of news, those were the big ones. Oh, well, do you want to talk? Do we at least want to give a shout out to this, the latest microbrand release? Uh, which one? <laughs> now let's just do it. Uh, so notice release the sector. What's it? What's That's it called? That's the one I thought it was, but I just wanted to double check. Okay. <laughs> I don't like watches. I mean, I like watches. I don't like. I only like my watches. Let me see. Notice sector. That's yes. Yeah, so sector series. Um, these things are pretty cool looking. Uh, I think we're on the circuit to get them for review, but who fucking knows uh, these days? I think what I like about this design off the bat, and this is something that totally nullifies a fear that I had with the duality. So the duality was very much in line, very much in in congruence with a lot of other notice releases where it was a very similar design uh, language in terms of the um, of the dial. And my fear was like, oh, you know, how long can the notice dudes, uh, Wes and Colin, how long can they iterate on this design language until it becomes stale? Yeah. And like I was like, oh, I'm really afraid for the next release. Well, I take that back because this release came out. This is not, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's not in their similar design aesthetic. I think it works uh, really, really well. The only thing here that looks similar model to models, I think this bracelet is actually something they've used on other models. Mm, it looks like, <clears throat> let's see, it kind of looks like what I what I have on my contrail. So maybe that's where I've. Seen I think it. they do the H link thing quite a bit. So. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so Maybe similar, maybe different. Um, I see what you mean. Uh, looking here at the Avalon, looking at the Contrail, looking at the Duality. This is these all look like notice releases. If you showed this to me without the logo, I wouldn't know this was a notice yeah. watch. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, 
I like the duality way more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I hear that. I hear it. I can respect that, man. So, super cool. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to that. Whew, do you want to talk about holiday, holiday, way, way too late, holiday gifts? It's not too late. Not too late. Well, I mean, too late in terms of the fact that everyone's going to be hearing this a day before Christmas Eve. It's all right, man. Amazon has one-day shipping now. Poor Amazon. I feel so just bad for the Amazon drivers. Just don't wrap it. <laughs> just don't wrap it. Yeah, right? Well, don't, well, don't, won't, doesn't, doesn't Amazon do gift wrapping for you? Yeah, I, I guess they do. I don't know, man. So let me see here. I'm pulling up. So I talked about this a little bit last week. I didn't go too much into it, but basically all the TBWS guys, folks over here at TBWS came together, put together some really fun, just like last minute gift ideas, stuff that you could get for someone, something you can get for yourself, or something that you could spend like a gift card on. Uh, Let me see who... People who contributed are senior contributor Greg Bedrosian contributed some fun stuff. Uh, I'm just going down the names of everyone that uh, that shared stuff. So Damon Bailey, fucking love the shit he puts up on the site. Uh, aggressive timing habits. <laughs> this uh, I fucking I I need, I need to stop supporting this. He has I tried to give him the title of just contributor. He's like no 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 no. I'm a self styled junior <laughs> contributor. It's like that. god damn it, god damn it. That. Aggressive timing habits. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I might just I might just call him contributor. Um, Jason Tricoli, uh, he's got a pick on here. Mike Razak, uh, Baird got some cool stuff on here. So I love I, I love Baird's picks. They're all Mark Signorelli. They're, as well. they're all like bourbon themed, essentially. They're all stuff you would put in like your in like your 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 walk in humidor or like your your smoking. Even room, even you know the I mean? cocktail time with the sort of like bourbon dial. Yeah, so so uh, we we just do Baird's picks. Baird uh, Baird Brown, um, his three picks are great. I think if you have some sort of library full of leather bound books, or if you have a smoking room or a walk in humidor, all of these picks would be would be fantastic. It's a Seiko cocktail time. One of the Presage models with this brown dial on a brown strap. The other one here, it's this. Um, what is this? Frolk Frolk whiskey decanter set. Mm-hmm. It's a full decanter set. Got the fucking decanter. Got some fucking glasses. Ice tongs, it looks like. Uh, and a pipe. I'm, He's got a pipe on I'm, here. I, like, I am not cool enough for any of this stuff. So my dad my dad uh, has smoked my entire childhood. This, the, the, the smell of tobacco smoke is what reminds me of my dad. I think a lot of kids have, like... Um, like sense-based memories that remind them of their parents. High heels clicking reminds me of my mom, and uh, st- I don't know why. Tobacco smoke reminds me of my of my dad. And when I was very young, my dad smoked a pipe. He had the pipe. He had the tobacco. He would like do the whole thing, and then eventually he's like, he's like, ah, it's a pain in the ass. I just smoke cigars. Now he now he just smokes cigars. He's <laughs> got a fucking just a room full of them all these humidors and so yeah so when I saw this pipe it's I don't know anything about pipes it's really cool looking though it's Dr. Gran Dr. Graybow Duke Tobacco pipe mm-hmm. um, but yeah all of Baird's picks would be ideal if you have some sort of smoking room bourbon room yeah. or if you live in a bourbon bottle all these things are perfect <laughs> metaphorically or, live, or, or literally living in a bourbon bottle hold on my cat's here um, I I called I called this pick out last week just because it's, it's fucking hilarious. Did you see Damon 
Uh, Damon's pick with the Lego gun. Yes, I did. It's a Lego gun. Uh, is a 1911 Lego brick gun. Uh, let me see. I'm going to read his description here. It's very short. Guns aren't for everyone, and I generally discourage folks from playing with anything that could result in, quote-unquote, negligent discharge, which was also my nickname in high school. But there's something inexplicably interesting about metal components working in unison for a unilateral purpose. Uni- u- u- sorry, unit utilitarian purpose. Remove that risk and swap it out for Legos. This 1-1 scale replica actually has a functioning slide when it's cocked and the trigger is pulled. Firearm fanatics would be pressed to find a safer or cheaper alternative. So, if you want all of the uh, good feelings and uh, and strong sense of uh, self-esteem and pride that you would get from holding a gun without any of the uh, potential for self-castration or collateral damage, you can get a fucking Lego gun, man. <laughs> Take it to the range. Sixty dollars. Take it to the range. Take it to the, take it to the range and make pew sounds. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> and then like fucking like whatever, dude. I got a gun. Fuck you. You know. Yeah, that's. I think that's just great. <laughs> I, 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 dig, I dig this one. I also like the. Um, I I really like. Um, who is this? Is it Mike? Is this a spatula from Mike? It's a goddamn Foley fork. We were talking about this on the Slack channel, and someone was like, oh, you know, someone should do spatulas, because I think we did, I think you and I did, like, a very extended conceit or a joke about, like, two two spatula snobs. And I, and I found um, a review video of, like, spatulas. You, <laughs> like, a true, like, exactly what you described. I I satirically like created this character who was like oh the, the the turning dimensions of the spatula and the ergonomics don't lend themselves well to eggs but it's great for frosting and like I made like some kind of joke like that on air and Michael actually found a spatula review yeah dude <laughs> that was like that <laughs> love it I think it was from the Bon Appetit test kitchen probably <clears throat> so fucking so funny, so would you would you add anything I think um. I have something to add. I will add something on here. It's not that big of a surprise, but it's something. If you were like me, you have always struggled to find a good version of, and you constantly have them breaking. Because I had one fucking break while I was sizing the bracelet for my Orient Star. We should probably get a spring bar tool on there. I do have a request though. Yeah. Can someone make a spring bar tool that doesn't fucking break? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, please, I will pay 200 bucks for a spring bar tool that doesn't break so I can stop buying a spring bar tool. I want a spring bar tool that comes with, like, a phone app, like, in case I lose it. Because <laughs> oh, that's, so that's can, what like, happens to me. <laughs> so, you, so like, the Lost Keys app, you press the app and your spring bar tool just goes, boop, 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 and you can find yeah, it. Yeah, I have never broken a spring bar tool, but I have lost every single one. <laughs> Does Bergeron make a spring bar tool? They yes, do. I actually got a very nice one with my Doxa and... Uh, I lost Has it, it broken? <laughs> oh motherfuck! Okay, so let's okay, let's do this. So Bergeron, you apparently so if Bergeron's making a spring bar tool, I'm I'm gonna trust it because they're 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 of course they make. Well, we have a review on the site. Andrew Gatto did a review of the, of the Bergeron six seven six seven a long yeah. time ago. So I trust I trust Bergeron. The only addition I would like to suggest for the Bergeron spring bar tool, if you could put a, a lost keys phone app. In your spring bar tool, guys, that'd be great. <laughs> Perfect. 
If you could lowjack your spring bar tool so I don't have to fucking tear my place apart like a psychopath every time I need to find it, I think that'd be fantastic. <laughs> you know? When you when you I don't know about, I don't know if I do this I do this, but when you lose something and you start trying to picture where you last left it, do you start erroneously imagining it in places? And like I totally left it over like but like I totally left it here and you go and check there and it's not there but in your brain you totally remember leaving it there but it's not there however the declension of imaginary places gets more and more absurd as you check places no, I, it's like oh I know I know I left it on my desk it's not my desk oh, oh I know I left it next to my watch box I love my watch box and then six seven places later you're like I know I left it in the molasses jar behind my cupboard next to my cayenne I fucking see it in my mind I know, and you go and it's not there does that, do, you, do you do that too? I skip 100% me? to losing my temper. Because I'm just like, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. There's only so many places. How can I lose X or Y? You know, it's, I, I just, I, I lose my mind. Um, my, my wife does the same thing too. She's like, this is a one-bedroom condo. <laughs> so. I lost my spring bar tool, but I haven't lost that sock from two weeks ago. That sock is still there. I know where that sock is. <laughs> but my fucking spring bar tool has miraculously fucking apparated. Yeah, no, I, I have not found that. And, and it's it kind of sucks because it's technically part of the complete set of my Doxa black <clears throat> lung. But well, now it's... I don't know. Maybe I'll find it when I move. Who knows? I'll, so I'll <clears throat> add that on there. I'll add, a, I'll add a spring bar tool. Potentially this Bergeron one because it's actually not that expensive. It's like 20 bucks looking. 20 Around twenty bucks, you can get one. I still have the Doxa DVD. <laughs> my watch. What the fuck is the? Is it, is it just them clubbing sharks to death? What's the Doxa DVD? My watch came with the DVD. I swear to God. Did you watch a it? DVD and a book? Really good book, actually. Um, What's on the DVD? I've never watched the DVD. I don't have a DVD is it, drive. Is it, is it? Your laptop should play DVDs. My laptop doesn't have a thing for for DVDs. Not a lot of them do. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's odd. Well, There's no Welcome to 2020. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'm still I'm still here making fire by smashing rocks together. Look at me, fucking Mr. Cave. No, no, it, I, it I, is I it is frustrating. It is frustrating, especially when when your wife is subscribed to the Disney Movie Club that just sends you DVDs every month. Yeah, but you got to cancel that shit and just sit on fucking Disney Plus, man. That's, that's, that's what I'm... you got to get with 2020. All right, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm up to I'm up to I'm up to 2020 on my Disney game. I'm back in the 80s on my fucking tech. Game, <laughs> on, my <laughs> on my DVD game. On my DVD game. I'm still on fucking laser discs, dude. So right? so I'm gonna add a DVD drive to my list of holiday stocking stuffers. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. I'm also going to oh add, god. let's see. I saw that, hmm, who was it? <sighs> I wish I knew people more than I do. Uh, Dude, I know three people. <laughs> and you're one of them. Jason picked a, a pretty cool Leatherman. <clears throat> a knife, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know uh, anything about knives, but that Leatherman, he so I, I once again looks. I once again started to reflect on the knife collecting hobby because <clears throat> mm. just if you if you're on Instagram and you're following like a bunch of watch accounts I think you're gonna get like a lot of um like pocket dump, EDC, which pocket like... dump pocket knife stuff yeah. like amplified to your like feed 
Um, I don't like pocket dump as a term because it sounds like an accident that like a purse <laughs> dog has. Like, oh, oh, you know, jalapeno had a pocket dump in my fucking in my fucking purse in my Kate Spade. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. So one thing I started to notice, and I I, th- I think the knife nerds are really gonna like laugh at me, but I I'll see these like beautiful these these beautiful shots of these like handmade knives and they're fucking mm. gorgeous. And I'm just like, yeah, I could, I could use that to open my mail. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll like, I'll stock the knife maker or the company and every single one, every single time their bio on their Instagram is books are closed. We're not making anything mm. like every single time books are closed. Maybe books are just closed. like full up on like you want, custom you want orders this? or something. Books are closed. And, <laughs> And I'm just like, what? Like, what do you have to do to? to I don't know. Anyway, so I was I was reflecting on my um, my Benchmade Mini Griptilian, which I've had for years, and I think it's not a cheap knife. It's a little bit more than this Leatherman. It's about I, I think the base one is around ninety something, like ninety ninety seven, um, mm. and it's just like I still have it. I bought it years ago, um, and it's kind of like. I almost feel like it's like an anti knife enthusiast's knife because like that Benchmade. Yeah, because like uh, you know, uh, uh, some dudes like spend serious money, like thousands of dollars, on like custom pocket knives, and it's kind of difficult to argue the benefits uh, when you have something like these Benchmades around for like less mm. than hundred bucks. So that's that's my mini knife rant, and uh, I can't wait for your hate mail. i there's one knife maker we actually follow on tbws and i only follow him and i can't remember who told me about this person so if that's you and i'm forgetting you i'm so sorry but um i don't know anything about knives i don't know anything about custom knives but the knives that this guy makes they're so fucking cool like i don't again i don't think these are proper knives we actually follow him it's uh michael walker let's see and the ig handle is michael walker Taos, T-A-O-S. Let's see. These things are so cool. They're more... I think they're more artistically come inclined than they are to, like, tactical inclined, which might be why I like that. Yeah, this is, this is part of what you see, like, in, in all these profiles. It's, like, crazy, like, Damascus steel or, like, mm-hmm. purple, like, like, I don't know. Are these, like heat like blued handles or something i I don't know this looks like what i would find on the body of like a skeleton in a dwarven (laughs) exactly you know what i mean i think that's why i like them (laughs) but these are really cool if i ever for some fucking reason wanted hold on hey god 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 damn it god damn it sweetie get out here come on yes i understand come on Hold on one second. Hey, babe, are you okay? Becky? Oh. My cat's doing the Timmy stuck in a whale thing. <laughs> so you're trying you're so, trying to see if, if, if she can find your other cat? <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to see if Becky's okay. Like, I don't... Okay, good, okay. Because the cat came here and started crying and is knocking things off the table, and I'm like, oh, maybe she's trying to get my attention. Because team, oh, because the heating pad turned off. That actually makes much more sense. Doomsday scenario. All right. <clears throat> the heating pad turned off. That was the emergency. Gotcha. My cat's heating pad turned off. Fucking God forbid she has to be relatively 
room temperature for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, these Michael Walker pieces, if I for some reason ever had a few thousand bucks disposable income and I had no debt and the universe will love and respect of everyone that only saw me once and everything was perfect and people enjoyed the sound of my voice and my presence in a room. If everything in the world was perfect and I had a few thousand bucks to kill, I'd probably get one of these knives. <laughs> if all of those things fell into place. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If people enjoyed me. Really, you know, if everything was perfect, I would, I would, I would these are really cool. I can't remember who told me about this guy. There's one more thing that I was, um, gonna bring up, and I thought of you <clears throat> when I let's see, let's just make sure. Is it a flaming, bo- is it, is, is, is it like a flaming bag of poop? No, it's not. Oh, <laughs> so you never, you never know, man. So, one thing that I, I, I thought I would add to the, um, <clears throat> to the gift guide, it's 20, 25 bucks. It's the Kalita Wave um, dripper. It's like a pour-over coffee system, um, oh. and, and you can you can go nuts with it. You can buy like, you can buy the pour-over like the dripper. You can get the matching set with like the kettle and um, like the, the carafe or whatever. Yeah, um, but really, you can just buy the dripper and put it on on top of a mason jar. Uh, How do you spell this? Kalita. So it's K A L I T A. Wave. Got it. Um, yep. So you can you can buy the dripper for twenty four bucks and a pack of the filters for fifteen bucks. It's like two hundred filters total. This is cool. I can buy uh, it. And you can you can make some pretty good pour over if you if you have a kettle already, which and and those aren't really that expensive. So that's actually a pretty cheap way to to up your your coffee game, Kaz. I know you've you've expressed some interest. We'll see. <laughs> I have a question though. Are you on the Amazon listing for this page? Yeah, for yeah, for which one? The uh, it's the Kalita Wave One Eight Five drippers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you so go to the fourth image, the one where the grounds are actually like in the thing, and he's got the scooper and the. Gr- yeah. You do you see that yeah, picture? Yeah, I do. Is that how coarse you're supposed to grind? This is a totally unrelated fucking wash question because when I this grind is, my beans, those, I turn those for th- this brew method. Yeah. Okay, because I turn my shit into fucking like, 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 like fingerprint powder. Like it's like it's like I cough and it just goes everywhere. Like I I, I ground that shit super fine. We gotta be careful because with pour over, if you're uh, if you're too fine, you're gonna clog the system and you're gonna over extract. So. But isn't over extraction good? <clears throat> don't I don't I want more? From my grounds, it might it less. might end up being super bitter. So it depends. Aren't it, more aren't more blowjobs better than less blowjobs? <laughs> don't I want more? Not I don't not all more. the time. <laughs> sometimes I gotta work. Sometimes I gotta go to the grocery there, store. There are a lot of variables. There are a lot of variables. That's like that's like one of those like would you rather like would you rather have a unicorn horn? With magical powers, or like get a blowjob every time you sneeze. <laughs> My God, the horn, the horn, man! What if I'm like really ill and I'm sneezing? <laughs> I don't want a blowjob while I'm like, you know what I'm saying? That's God. I mean, the horn, because then I just then I, then I could just wish for blowjobs if I had the horn. That, that was a bad. Would you rather? But you, you got my point. <laughs> but I get the point. The decision <laughs> is clear, saying. Mike. <laughs> I went. I went full. <laughs> Full magical horn neckbeard. Michael, it isn't very clear that Andrew is the horn. Okay. Oh my God. This this by the way is a watch podcast. 
This is old. Yeah, just in case anyone was confused. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, um, I, I, I would recommend podcast. this 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 quick little brew method. Um, Things cool. Yeah. Oh, it's twenty four bucks. What? That's cool. Okay, I'll show this to the wife. Get the wife's the wife's take on yeah. it. Very cool. Um, what about watches? Are there any watches you would add? Um, there's one watch that I would add, and this is kind of selfish mm. of me, but. Okay, it's your it's your show. You could be selfish. I just noticed that the Sarb zero three five and the zero three three, the white and the black dial, they're under four hundred now, and they're on oh, and they're on prime. Wow. I know that's not the cheapest they've ever been. It's pretty good though. But like, still think about what's happening with Seiko. Still think about what's happening with the Alpinist, for example. What's happening with the Sumos? Um, these are technically discontinued. If you go on eBay and you try to find it, like it's it's more expensive than what you see on Amazon now. Um, I love the photo of the model where it's clearly like the watch is clearly like photoshopped on this person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is he doing? What's he looking at? So a stocking stuffer, I guess, would be any any sort of pre prospects takeover six R fifteen model. So like the, you know, that that's that's, that's a, actually really interesting. It's a very generous like, stocking stuffer. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've also identified an interesting pivot in affordable to not affordable Seikos. I think it's the change from the six R one five to the six R three five. If you find something six R one five, you are on the lower side of the like of the or on the more affordable side of the of the kind of Seiko spectrum. Yeah, with the six R with the six R one five. Yeah. We are, we are with the sector one five. That's pretty fucking wild, actually. Yeah. I have I have the SAR zero uh, three five the white dial and it's yeah incredible. Like that's man, that's such a cool watch. And and that's as somebody that doesn't really wear uh, dressy pieces too often. That's exactly it. Like I I could fantasize about <sighs> Nomos and Longine as much as I want, but if I would have spent thousands on those watches and only worn them as often as I wear this Sarb, I would have felt super guilty. <sighs> Sorry, stretching my back. Yeah, I mean, wow. So yeah, if you were if you were if you had four hundred bucks and you're looking for one of these watches, dude, now's the time. Yeah. Sarb zero three three zero three five. Super cool. Um. I don't really have anything else to add to this uh, gift guide. I don't think. Check out the gift guide. Check out the stuff that we talked about, um, you know, as well just now on the show. Uh, also, if you have a spring bar tool recommendation for me, that's not the Bergeron for some reason. Uh, I'm open to it because I have tried. I have tried so many different spring bars, and they're all breaking. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the wrong factor here. Maybe I'm using spring bars incorrectly. <laughs> right. Like with a hammer, like that's. Are you? Are you is that is that is that how you not use them? Are you, are you not supposed to use them with the hammer? Are you no, also using a hammer. hammer with your springboard tool? Did I ever? Did I ever tell you the first time I had a bracelet sized like my horrified yes. reaction? Did, did I ever, <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell the story for people on uh, people who are listening in uh, in pod in the podcast land. So the first watch I ever bought that needed to have the bracelet sized. Um, technically, I didn't. I didn't buy the watch. It was a gift. It was a gift from my mom, my mom, and my father-in-law, and uh, they got me. It was that. Do you remember? It was that big orange dial, like oiled brass-looking um, Caravel. Caravel. Yep. 
yeah that thing was that thing was hilarious and so it was on a bracelet and i never had a watch before on a bracelet i don't think i needed to have it sized but i didn't have um a the skill or b the tools to size it myself so i'm like oh you know let me just take it to that mall kiosk i walk by all the time mm-hmm. there's a mall kiosk i walk by there all the time they got a bunch of random watches there and the guy's always there sizing stuff i'm like okay well you know i'll, I'll, I'll take it over there I take it there and I'm like, oh, hey, I need to have this bracelet size. He's like, okay, good, let's see it. And like, he puts it on my arm and he's like, he's like, test the tightness. He's like, oh, is, you know, if I take out this many, how's it feel? If I take out this many? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's her. Like, okay, good. I'll take out, you know, I don't know, five links or whatever. And so I would have appreciated him to wait like 30 seconds for me to leave <laughs> before he started because the second we decided on five links, like, okay, good. He turns around, he puts my watch on the bench. He puts the tool, like, I guess, in like the, the like the actual, like, you know, the bar where the, the 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 link connector bar or whatever and he just starts smashing it with mm-hmm. a hammer he just starts hitting that tool with the hammer the whole bench is shaking his drink fucking cup is just fucking shaking and like everything's vibrating and i'm like i don't think you're supposed to hit watches with hammers you know what i mean <laughs> like color color me conservative but that doesn't seem that doesn't that guy was going to town yep. I would have appreciated, you know, at least get me like like a 10, 15 paces away. Can you imagine, Michael, if I didn't know anything about watches and I brought my like, and if I had a fucking Rolex and I brought, or if I brought my Orient Star there and this is guy, the guy started playing fucking whack-a-mole on my watch, I'd be like, hey, dude, <laughs> can you not like do that to my fucking watch? So either way, he sized it and the watch was fine, but still, um, what was I talking about? Yeah, spring bar tools. You know what I mean. So I, 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 yeah, I just, I've just had really bad luck with, with, uh, with spring bar tools. Uh, let me think here. I think that I think that about does it. Oh, before we go, before we go, Michael, I do have to ask. I have to ask. What was your, what was your illness watch? What was your virus watch? What did you watch? What did you wear while you were sick this past week? I had the CWC on. Yeah. Oh, very good. Okay. Good. I wasn't sure. Still, still wearing it. <laughs> it's a good. That's a good sick watch, yeah. right? Yeah. I might have. I might have swapped for like photos here and there, but <clears throat> yeah, that that was the one. I saw you posted an old archive shot of the Vostok Amphibious, your old one two zero and that zero nine zero, or the modern zero nine zero that I uh, that I um I traded you for your seven zero zero two. Yeah, it makes me really miss the scuba dude. I feel like I might. Oof. That's another good stocking stuffer. You can get that on Prime. Uh, yeah, that I'm proud of, like 60 bucks, yeah. I think. Let's yeah. see. Vostok Amphibia 120 Seiko. Oh, no, Seiko. God damn it, Scuba Dude. A scuba Dude. Oh, it actually, it's, it's gone up a little bit, but you can still find it. Um, 80 bucks, it looks like. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. Here's watch. Here's his watch. Um, you can always pick up another one, man. Yeah, I know. Can't go wrong with an old with the old reliable Vastak. Vastak. But here, let's do this. This has been a fun episode. It's been great catching up also. I haven't talked to you in a while, it feels like. Um, episode 155. I'm going to rename this episode. Episode 155, Two Broke Watch Knobs. Kaz gets a new watch, and we're talking watch news and gift guides. Yep. That's <clears throat> not a very good title, but at least it encompasses everything we talked about in this fucking and show. We, we had um, a shout-out. We had a shout-out left. Right to another. Let me do this. I will do. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna do a shout out to uh, Patrick Kansa or Patrick Kansa. I'm not sure how you say your name. Over at uh, Wristwatch Review, go and check out this piece he wrote. Actually, because um, he gave us a shout out in the piece. Just uh, actually, I can pull it up now and read the title to you guys. 
the wrist watch review where is this thing it's it's on the website (laughs) it's on they're in the computer (laughs) of course it's so simple yeah here it is what's the big deal with watch blogs becoming retailers there it is. So 12th. really, really cool. Um, um, Patrick kind of breaks down some of the issues surrounding uh, how watch blogs, how watch journal uh, journalism outlets uh, earn revenue in conjunction with them also putting out journalism opinions on watches they're supposed to review and everything like that. Wanted to give him and his piece a shout out. It's actually really insightful. It's really interesting. Um, not just as watch bloggers, which you know, obviously Michael and I are and other folks listen to the show, but just as a neurology consumer, it's also just interesting to understand sort of the impetus behind uh, a lot of the watch journalism, you know, we probably take in and consume these days. So really, really cool piece. I enjoyed it. He gave us a shout out in there as uh, as well, um, just talking about our, uh, I think I think our Teespring store and our Patreon feed, mm-hmm. the Patreon feed, Patreon thing. So um, super, super cool. Go and check it out. It's a really, really fun read. Thank you, Patrick, so much for the shout out uh, as well. Um, is it time? It might be time. I... I don't want to return to the drudgery, Michael. <laughs> the whirring of, of endless gears just churning energy out of me until one day I expire and my cells deplete themselves. I don't want to do that. Life. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. <laughs> the drudgery. Oh, my God. My own existential trail of tears. All right, let's do this. Is that sad time? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So that sad, sad time. Yeah, with that, I hope everyone has a, a beautiful holiday week. <laughs> I know some people have had their um, like last work week of the year, so congrats, Ooh, true that. congrats to you guys. And uh, yeah, with- you're done. You're, you're, are you done for the year with your day job? I have one more week left. So, are you? They have you really? They have you working over? Well, it's not a full week, but it's yeah. You're kind of like on call. Ugh, I played that game. That sucks. <laughs> the phone rings. I can't find the X button. Well, <laughs> well, first thing you do is you close your laptop, kiss a gun, you pull the trigger, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go back to what I was doing. Candidly speaking, sir, that's horrible. I should stop being so morose and sad at the end of these things. Yeah, I think it's. I, th- I think it's. Uh, it's necessary. I think, I think it's. I think it's good. I think I think it's a cheerful, cheerful reminder. Just keeping things real. But here, let's do this. Is that it's that sad time? Um, do you want to start closing us out and I'll wrap it up? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Happy holidays. We got one more episode left in the new year after this. It's going to be a fun one next week. Take care, everyone.